right, guys, welcome back to the Drew and Crew podcast. Uh, this is episode four. Uh, it's awesome to have uh, Tyler Triple back on, um, Chris Linsky on. We now have Jordan Perkowski on, and then we also have Justin Bosch on. So it's uh, great to have you guys on. Uh, to start off, Justin, how have you been? How's COVID life, and um, have you been playing any dodgeball recently? COVID life has been pretty good, you know. I mean, I've worked the entire time, so it's kind of weird, like literally go into my office every day, five days a week. Uh, so that's definitely rare. Uh, a little bit of dodgeball here and there. We were playing outside uh, with the New York people. Some of the Long Island guys were coming in. Some of the New Jersey guys were coming in. We were playing on uh, handball courts. I think the most we had was like, I guess we had three teams of six. So we had like 18 people one day. That's pretty cool. Um, how is COVID in New York? I would, I would feel like it's still pretty bad, right? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say because New York City has got so many people in it. I mean, right now it seems like, it seems like there's a lot of people out. Um, you walk outside, there's people all over the place. There's tourists back in the city. Um, at the height of COVID, like when I was going to work and there was no one going to work, it was pretty, it was pretty eerie. You know, everything was boarded up. Uh, it was just me and like the crackheads running around. Um, <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. So there was a couple times where I, I was a little nervous. Like I got screamed at from like across the street uh, a couple times and things like that. But other than that, it's been totally fine. Yeah, I hear you. Um, what's funny too is here in Montana, I'm in a super small town, but uh, it's actually starting to get really bad here. It started at their care center and now it's like starting to spread everywhere. So since there's only like a thousand people in this town, well, there's like 9,000, but it feels like there's a thousand getting pretty bad so uh we're kind of on a time crunch today just because um long story short we only have two bartenders at the bar and one person and one the other bartender got in contact with someone outside of work with uh potentially covid so now she's quarantined so i have to work like the next 10 or 14 days in a row so it's it's good money but it's gonna suck it seems to be like the new call out, right? So like you want, you don't want to work for the next couple of weeks. People are like, oh, I think I was in contact with someone who may have been in contact with their, you know, someone else. That's just, it's funny how it is now. Yeah, it's true. It's, uh, and people can't, I mean, your bosses can't really be like, nah, you gotta come in just because it's the perfect call out. You're exactly right. Uh, Jordan, how you been? Not too bad. Um, Recently moved back to Pennsylvania. I was in Ohio there for a little bit. Um, we moved back a couple months ago. I'm in the process of getting my master's, so that's kind of a mess right now, just between, uh, you know, half the time we're in, in person, half the time we're online. So, so that's been interesting. But other than that, not too bad. Um, not a whole lot going on other than that, too. Still kind of recovering. I uh, had surgery on my labrum a couple months back, so just getting through that and that's about yeah. going on. Yeah, so now was it your throwing arm labrum? Yeah, I've had that. Um, it's been torn for like three years. Um, I had surgery on it before and they never did an MRI, so they missed it. Um, and it's just been something that's given me issues for a while. So finally went ahead and got that taken care of. So hopefully now we're, we're in the clear. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping you recover soon. Uh, labrum surgeries suck. I'm sure you know. Um, 
Was that the one you had? Are you are you working out now? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, with physical therapy. They have me doing more lifting and things like that. Um, I actually have a checkup appointment here next Monday, um, so hopefully I can start doing more and more with that and finally be done with it all. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then uh, Trip and Chris, I saw you guys. Was it last weekend we went to Brendan's wedding? uh yeah like 10 days ago yeah so that was a great time um yeah shout out brendan and hillary congrats got married very exciting fun time yeah yeah One of the few I, I, weddings yeah. that they actually did uh they had fireworks that was pretty tight yeah um i think that was the first time i've ever been to a wedding with fireworks it was pretty it was pretty epic but um one thing i wanted to get into and Chris brought this up, so shout out to Chris. Um, just kind of thinking about what well, we're actually seeing now, too. Uh, a bunch of dodgeball tournaments are starting to pop up now. And uh, um, something Chris wanted to kind of touch on was um, the safety measures that these tournaments are uh, have in place to actually be successful and we're not just coming back with everybody having COVID. So, uh, Chris, have you been to tournaments? I know you run a league locally. Um, uh, what do, what do you or, um, the, um, the league, uh, what are the safety protocols they put in place to, uh, kind of help you guys out? Well, when this first started, um, I, and I'm only speaking to Maryland, I'm not sure how the other states are doing it, but, uh, we're, we're doing it in phases, meaning like there's the three phases, uh, with one being like, the, uh, the most restrictive, um, and we're now in phase three ish, almost back, which I think phase four, what Maryland considers like back to normal. But in regards to the league, um, we were mid, we were in the mid like season, uh, when phase one started. So we had to shut everything down and phase one was like, no, nobody's doing anything. And then when phase two happened, that was when you're able to have like clinics, you're able to have like jazzercise classes and stuff like that. But, um, the facility that you guys went to was like relatively new and they were um, they were still trying to get their name out there. So when the clinics thing started is the one that you guys, uh, you, Matt and Trip all came to that one time. Um, so they're, they're, st they're slowly getting back to normalcy, but honestly, we haven't really had a complete stop that was longer than like, I think two months. And now that the league is, um, they're, it's starting to ramp up, ramp back up, and uh, you're you're seeing. Um, uh, we even have a tournament coming up next, not this Thursday, but next Thursday to promote the the upcoming uh, winter league. Um, and so what's cool about it is, I mean, they're they're. I feel like I feel like everywhere you go, even in like if like some stores are doing it, but they're doing like the, you know, the head forehead temperature check, and they're doing, you know, the questionnaire that everyone's doing, but. Um, as far as my league goes, the tournaments, it's almost back to normal, right? We're not, you're not, we're not required to wear masks during play. Uh, they have the, it, there's a restaurant there. So if you're sitting down and you're eating or you're drinking, you don't have to wear one, but if you're moving about the facility, you can do it. But, but I found it interesting that, cause I actually saw uh, there's a Facebook group called the East coast dodgeball. I think it is. And you're seeing, and then Justin, I saw you guys are interested in it too. I think. Um, yeah, I saw it today. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool that the people are actually starting to get back to normal and, and to start promoting uh, doing leagues. That's how you guys are talking about the ball types and stuff. But um, as far as our league goes, man, I think 
we're almost back to, to, to like no restrictions at all as far as playing time. You know, when, when Maryland was in phase two, they were like limiting the capacity in the building, but we're, at, we're back at the full capacity and, and, and the facility that I'm working for, they, uh, there, there are no restrictions anymore. So I think it's, uh, I think, you know, the, the, the bigger leagues like Elite and USA Dodgeball will probably fall in suit here pretty quick. Yeah, yeah I know. Here's the open. Everything goes back to normal pretty soon, and it's cool that uh, in your in your region it's happening because uh, um, it's kind of going backwards here, which is a little scary. But um, it's cool to see it's the exact opposite uh, for Maryland, where you guys are pretty much up and running again. So that's awesome to see. Uh, Justin, how well, how about you in in either the um, the rec leagues or even some of the tournaments you've played in? Uh, so rec leagues are still totally closed. Um, gotcha. you know, New York City, New York City just got uh, gyms back open, but at a, a reduced amount of people in the gyms, and they're doing the forward checks. And I think you actually have to book a time, and you have to leave at a certain time. Like you can only book like an hour or two hours at a time. Um, but I know Kyle Roth is doing tournaments now. He's done two or three of them, um, and he has another one coming up this weekend that I'm going to actually head out to. So That's I'm playing awesome. in a tournament this weekend with your brother. Young Where's it at, Justin? He has like a church gym, like outside of Allentown. Oh, perfect. What balls are you guys going to uh, be using? It's both uh, 8.5 and no sting. And he's been keeping them sort of quiet. You know, it's like, it's not necessarily invite only, but he's not, it's a, it's a non-public Facebook group that he sort of invites people and then sort of lets other people join. Um, and he keeps it, he's been doing four on four so that the courts, uh, you're a little bit more spread out from people and the doors uh, and one side is open. So there's a little breeze in the gym. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. We played one tournament. I think this is going to be his third one this weekend. Um, and then I think he's going to do possibly a, a tournament where it's invite only for t certain teams. Um, but I'm not sure. It's kind of, it's interesting. Yeah, that's, um, it's cool that you can still stay active too. And I think that's going to be the funniest thing once we get back to normal is seeing half of the dodgeball players play for the first time in over a year and just be absolutely terrible or, is, or, or, is, or pretty bad compared to what they normally are. So I know I will. I, I threw for the first time actually right after Brendan's wedding. Uh, we went to uh, Frankie Giannetto's house, watched some football, and then um, I just threw uh, no sting balls at my girlfriend, Emily. So it was pretty good. <laughs> she was a trooper. But, Great um, relationship. Catching yeah. Up. But um, Jordan, I know you're recovering, so I'm assuming you haven't played, right? Yeah, nothing really. And even um, everything here in Pittsburgh is still shut down. There's not – we only have, like, one real league. I would still mall, but there hasn't been any talk of that. So – Gotcha. So everything's still pretty shut down on your yeah. end. And then, uh, Trip, um, are you playing in the Lancaster <laughs> League still, or is that shut down? Nah, I mean, me and Brendan had talked about. Um, I mean, for those of you don't that don't know, we're really close to Spooky Nook, um, which is like the largest indoor sports facility in the United States right now. Um, I mean, it's absurd. Anyone who hasn't been there needs to go. I know. Um, there probably hasn't been a ton of elite people that have gone. I know, um, Kyle, um, 
and Abdul, I think, might have taken part in it too. They had a tournament there probably about a year ago. Um, it was right before shutdown. Yeah. I think it was three weeks before shutdown. Really? What? Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't realize it was that. Early. I knew it was in the winter, but yeah, that was a fun tournament. So, I mean, if anybody is listening to this and hasn't been there, you need to find a reason to go. Um, it's unbelievable. Um, but they just started, I think, um, at the end of September, uh, restarted all of their um, rec league. So dodgeball started, I think, it's it's Monday nights. So I think yesterday was week two. Me and Brennan had talked about putting our team back together, but neither of us have a real desire to play. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm crazy busy at work right now. And Brendan obviously just had a wedding last weekend. And he, I think he probably just got back from his honeymoon uh, two days ago or something. So, I mean, uh, and he's super busy at work. And the rest of our teammates kind of just wait to see if we play. And if we play, they play. If we don't, they don't care. Um, so we're not playing right now. I know the league is going. Um, and me and Brennan told a team that we're friends with that if they ever have uh, people sick or can't make it, maybe we'll pop up and be an unfair substitution for a team. Um, but that's probably going to be the extent of, of us playing. But I did reach out to one of my buddies that um, has been playing and asked him what kind of uh, COVID protocols they're following and stuff. And pretty much like what Chris said, they are taking temperatures at the door and you have to wear your mask on the half mile walk to the back of the gym because the place is so freaking big. Um, but you don't need to wear a mask while you play or anything. And everything pretty much seems to be running as normal um, there at least. Um, but yeah, everything seems to kind of begin back to normal here. I mean, temperature checks and masks, but outside of that, everything's, everything's running as usual. Um, Jeff did tell me about the tournaments that are going on uh, nearby. I know Kyle, like Justin said, I know Kyle's been throwing some tournaments and I kind of want to stop out to see some people, but I don't really plan on, on playing much at all anymore. So uh, I haven't really been standing in the loop. And I actually did have a question for you, Justin, because I don't, I'm not a part of any of the dodgeball family groups or any of that on Facebook. Who, what is your team looking like this year? Like, um, are you still with Goat and who, what is, what's kind of the makeup of your team? I know things change so much. Are you guys running it back same as last year? No, we've had like a huge shakeup in terms of teams. So Dre, who you guys know, I've played with forever since the beginning. Um, he moved to Cal, he moved to, he moved to California. Uh, Spencer uh, at the end of last year uh, had some knee issues. So he's coming back. We're not sure if he'll play. I mean, he was not going to play this year. But now that everything's been pushed back a year, he, we may have him back. Um, cool. uh, Sean Anthony, who played with us last year, he retired. Um, Dan, who was playing with us, retired. And so we had a total – Edgar and I sort of revamped the whole roster. We pulled in a bunch of young New Jersey kids. So we picked him Ty, uh, Tyree Frazier, uh, Terrell, uh, uh, and Dean. And then um, we also have Tama. And NAR still is on the team. And then also Sam Jones, when Awesome fell apart, joined the team. So that's our, our team going into this year, which is a wow, that's roster. A, that's we an have, awesome team. It's dangerous. We have eight, eight players, but it's, you know, a really stacked team. And I think it, it, it definitely benefits GOAT as a team because we went from sort of a stationary team to a, like a really active, movable team. I mean, besides for me, really. Uh, so, you know, I think that's where dodgeball's going. We have players that are really hard to hit, really shifty, really active and uh, I'm, really, I'm really excited to play this next season. 
we played that one tournament right before the before uh, lockdown happened, and we got second place. We ended up beating Shred in the third round in like a winners final, and then we lost to Arkham in the final. That's an awesome team. Really cool. Yeah. I have a good. Keep it in your mind. Yeah. I have a go jersey on hand. If you need a sub, wink, wink. All right, I definitely will. <laughs> hey, Drew. Real quick. Um, I have a, a fun fact about Spooky Nook. If you remember, I think it, um, Tyler, correct me if I'm wrong. But whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just say spooky? Spooky is not a word. Spooky. It is spooky. <laughs> no, that's, my, that's my Southern Baltimore accent. So Spooky Nook, the... Um, the spooky the Nook. Sport, the spooky Nook. <laughs> that's, my, that's the Scottish coming out of. Now, the, uh, the sports coordinator, I think his name was Eric. He actually was the team captain for Demolition, one of the East Coast yep. powerhouses way back when. And they were Demolition. For, you probably don't remember Demolition, but you, you might remember um, House of Pizza. Eric. Oh, uh, I, know, I know all those guys very well. His name's Eric Reidenbach. Yeah, yeah that's him. When I came down and played uh, with you in Maryland, the guy that runs your gym, actually, I was wearing a, a Spooky Nook t-shirt while I was there. And uh, he gave me the whole rundown on everything. But uh, yeah, keep going. So that's what's funny about this. So I, I like, I, I'm happy you brought that up. Um, the facility that I'm in, the, the sports coordinator and the bar owner actually had reached out to the spooky nuke um, person, <laughs> Eric. And he was actually the one, like they, he was like the, um, the person to kind of walk him step by step on, on, on league and fa even facility layout. So I thought that I, I don't even think I ever told you that trip. I, uh, I thought that was interesting that of all places in the U S that my local here in Southern Maryland yeah. reached out to the, uh, to Eric yeah. and his people. You didn't tell me, but yeah, the guy that I talked to there, yeah, he told, he told me all about it. And the guy, the guys at Spooky Nook are awesome. Like everyone that works there is really cool. Uh, it's a great facility. I mean, outside of just the sheer size and magnitude of it and like the amount of, um rec sports and everything they have going on there everyone that works there is super cool it's actually like privately owned it's it's the family that started uh annie ann's pretzels um i'm drawing a blank on their last name right now but regardless uh they're the ones he pretty much just did it as kind of a passion project and i know for a while uh they were going out to ohio and uh looking to add a second location um and I mean, like the U.S. field hockey uh, women's team, um, that's like their home, like training facility and stuff. They have a big bubble dome out back also that has like, um, like two massive uh, turf fields in it. I mean, the whole place is just riddled with turf fields. But uh, yeah, it, it's a great facility. So it was cool to hear uh, that the, the owner of your facility was talking to me about how, how great those guys were and how they really helped them a lot. Um, on how to book things, how to run leagues, um, how to kind of lay things out a little bit. Um, so it, it sounded like they really helped a lot. And the, your place is great. It was, it was a really cool facility when I was down there. It wasn't even just like a facility layout. It was their business model because they, their, you know, spooky nuke reputation has, you know, <laughs> made it all the way down here. <laughs> yeah, I think we should really push um, to get at least one East Coast round at uh, Spooky Nook because uh, uh, that place is awesome. I know Brendan had reached out to Mark in the past, but the, the only downside to the place is, I mean, be expensive so as hell. it is, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth. It's ridiculous. Like, I mean, I think they really cut us a break on that tournament 
tournament for Kyle because me and Brendan like gave him a heads up and told him how many people and like it was just lucky that it was at the time of the year that like we like we were on a hard time crunch if you remember like they gave us firm times because we started early in the morning and most of their stuff's in the afternoon and evening but I mean they book out for as many fields and I mean they have like 18 basketball courts they have like four full-length soccer fields like they I mean they just have they have a full uh what's that stupid tv show that's been uh American Ninja Warrior they have like one of those like training facilities set up they have two tracks they have like three weight rooms at dojo like the place is absurd but um yeah it, it's just stupid expensive but the thing that would be really cool about having like an east coast tournament there is there's a hotel in the facility and a restaurant and bar that I mean it would be the best place to do it but I mean, teams would just – there would be no payout because all of the entry money would have to go to paying for the field because they just charge uh, they just charge so much money. But, I mean, it's hard to complain about it because it's just – it's in such demand that we get stuck playing in middle school gyms and stuff. But, I mean, it, it, it would be awesome if we could find a time that it would work out to fit their schedule. But, I mean, playing over the summer, trying to take a Saturday all day is just – it's going to be a couple thousand dollars. So, it's tough. But, I mean, use any excuse to get out there because it's awesome. You wonder if it might be better for, like, nationals because then you can maybe book in a deal where you're getting, you know, say, you know, a thousand, you know, whatever, it's 500 people coming to the hotel as well. And, you know, it's like maybe there's a better chance for national to be there. Yeah, I mean, that would be really cool. And, like, they would get, like – I know they love trying to do things like that where they can, if they can book out the hotel, if they can book like fields and not have to worry about it and like get three full days of, of multiple fields and stuff, I'm sure they would love it. I would say the only downside is I don't really think, I mean, if you look at the last couple of years of nationals, when you talk That's about Boston, yeah. New Orleans, Vegas, it's like this year, 2021, <laughs> Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I think people would be like, what the hell are we talking about right now? Not the draw. It's not the draw everyone's looking for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are a ton of Amish tourist attractions that I could walk people through. I would be the tour guide for the weekend, but I think I might underwhelm. You could go to that uh, that uh, mess hall. We Shady Maple. Dinner in. Yeah, you go in there. Shady Maple. It's the biggest um, – it's the biggest <laughs> – homemade buffet in the world or something stupid it's just it's an Amish buffet and that apparently now that's what everyone wants to do but like for me someone who lives here that I mean I couldn't I couldn't want to do anything less than go to Shady Maple. <laughs> I forget about Dutch Wonderland. Hey I worked there for eight years. It's a kingdom for kids. God bless. <laughs> yeah I think um for the East Coast, I could be wrong because I haven't been in the Mid-Atlantic for a while now, but uh, it almost seems like the East Coast teams are now starting to, um, like, combine with each other now and starting to, like, downsize, but the teams are obviously getting a lot stronger, too. Is that fair to say, uh, uh, Justin? Yeah, I would definitely say that. I, I'm sort of interested to see, like, after we get out of this coronavirus, uh, when we get back into seeing, you know, East Coast had, like, somewhere between 18 and 20 teams, and I feel like we're going to come out of here with, like, 14 teams you know i think teams have sort of pillaged each other there's teams that have sort of combined you know we're gonna have the you know the people that are retirement you know like everyone on this phone call besides me who's retired uh there's just uh i think there's gonna be an interesting number of people but i think you'll end up with better teams so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens yeah for what it's worth um, i hate the word retired and i'll i'll never say i'm retired it's sorry just, i didn't mean retired just 
postponed playing. <laughs> well, no, no, not even that. I mean, I'm just, I'm just done. Like retired. Yeah. I, I didn't have a career. <laughs> it's, I'm not retired. I'm just sick of playing. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. I, I just like playing dodgeball so much. And, uh, you know, it's, you have this, like, you know, you guys have talked about a bunch. You have this group of friends that you don't get to see all the time. And unless you're playing dodgeball, you don't get to see them. Like, I, I know I messaged Chris and I was like, you can't retire. I, I want you, I, I want to be able to see you more often. And uh, Drew, the same way, you know, it's like, I spent the last 10 years playing dodgeball against you guys. So the idea of me not playing is like upsetting in a way, but also benefits me because you guys aren't out there anymore. The way I like to say it is like, I'm done playing at the highest level on the regular, right? So I think we've even talked about, you know, when this is all blown over and Elite or USA does pick back up, you know, there may be a special appearance with a team retired or whatever it is, but I, I don't yeah. think we're, we're done done. I just think we're done on a consistent basis. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, that that's me to a T. Like, I, I mean, I was joking when I said that to you, Justin, but I think if any, I mean, it doesn't even need to be a good team. If any team messages me and is like, hey, we're playing – Round two's in Jersey next week. We really need a sub. Someone can't make it. I mean, I'm probably going to show up. Like, I just, I'm done caring. I would say more so I'm done caring than I'm done playing. <laughs> Even though I, I yeah. guess I never really cared all that much. But, I mean, if anyone, <laughs> if, if anyone ever needs an arm for hire for a day, I mean, I'm always down to play. And if, if my boy Jeff Giovinco messages me and says there's an, there's an Allentown tournament where down a guy you feel like playing, I mean, I'm probably going to play. But I'm, like – I'm just done with that like every other week trying to find a tournament and like scheduling out all my using all my vacation days to plan around like a long weekend to drive somewhere to play but I mean I'm I'm always down to play here and there. You hear that? He's whoring himself out all you listeners, all you captains out there. <laughs> uh Jordan, uh, once I you're all recovered, Jordan, once you're all recovered, are you going to come back? Um I may again from time to time. Um like Tyler said, I mean, once once I do finally get recovered, it'll be I'll be working uh, full time at that point. So don't mind my dog in the background. Um, I don't see myself, you know, taking all my vacation days for that and, and whatnot. But if there's a weekend here or there, that could be something um, that I would do. But I just I don't know. I can't see myself pouring the, the time and money into it like I did before. So who knows? Yeah. And uh, before we move on, um, Justin said it perfect, too. It's like we've been playing against each other for like 10 years now. So it's it's those are established relationships and friendships. You know what I mean? Like that's a long time to like get to know people and stuff. So it is. It's crazy to say like we have great friends like all over the country at this point. So it's pretty cool. But, Dude, uh, and I mean, for sure. Like, I mean, I know when was that maybe again, probably last winter there was like an all uh, female tournament um, in Jersey that Danielle, Chris's Danielle played in. And he told me he was driving up for it and was just going to watch. And I know Jeff and uh, Frankie were there to ref and stuff. So Chris grabbed a case of beer and I showed up and just watched for two and a half hours. Like I'm all for doing that. And, and I'll probably even still show up to some tournaments just to hang out because I mean, like I said, in the other two episodes I've been on with you guys, like, I mean, I care about, I care about seeing you guys way more than I care about playing or actually like trying to compete and win. So, I mean, I, I still plan on showing up the tournaments, whether I play or not, just so I can see everybody. That's awesome to hear too. Cause uh, 
that's the biggest thing for me too. Like I love just seeing everybody. So as long as you're there, Trip, that's 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 what we care about most. So uh, let's jump into. Um, unless if, does anybody else have anything on uh, dodgeball, or, or we want to jump into uh, some football? I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that as a, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> uh, uh, real quick trip, uh, just run through last week. Uh, who won the bets, and then uh, we'll jump into this week. Yeah. Uh, well, so we didn't record last week. So for for the week three games, the week before, yeah, um, the last time the four of us were on, that was uh, Drew, Matt, uh, Chris, and myself. Um, we all did like shockingly good, and <laughs> especially for um matt and drew that have never really i kind of had to walk through how like betting lines work and over unders and stuff we all we were all in the money um chris went three and three um so for him to break even and come in last is is awesome (laughs) um matt and drew both went four and two and your boy won it at five and one my only miss was uh the giants and niners um, I had the under 42, and I think I just missed that. So I almost went perfect, but uh, that is not the norm for my betting because uh, that just – that doesn't happen. But we'll see how we do after this week, and if we do good again, maybe we'll actually get some more listeners and people are going to start making money off us. <laughs> yeah, I think um, we got to really try and get this going at least once a week. I know schedules are crazy sometimes, but um... – if we can get at least three people on, I think that'd be it'd be fun to do at least the bets though too. So I I I uh, agree a hundred percent. But um, Trip, do you want to start first with your picks, and then I'll go, and then we'll do Chris, and then I'll give Justin and Jordan some more uh, some more time to get their picks in real quick. Yeah, uh, and just to make sure, Justin and Jordan, did you guys get the uh, picture I sent out? So if you guys don't like. Um, it, it has this. So what we do, what we what we were planning on doing every week when, uh, I mean, Drew's going to have his other episodes with other people, but when uh, the the four of us, when it comes to um, Chris, myself, Drew, and Matt, um, I'm keeping track. And again, just to recap, we're picking one favorite, one underdog, one over, one under um, of the Sunday games during the day between the one and four o'clock games, and then we pick anything between the Sunday night and Monday night games. Um, so Are we counting the other Monday night game this week? Are we counting the the Chiefs Bills game? The one that got moved I, from I Thursday to Monday? I so I didn't add that one yet because with a couple of the teams that are out right now, like the Patriots, the Titans, the Bills, like there's with the schedule being shifted, a lot of lines aren't gonna get dropped very early because they're gonna wait last minute since so much is moving around. Um so I didn't add those. Um, so right now the Titans and Texans don't have a line. The Patriots and Broncos don't have a line. And uh, the Chiefs game uh, doesn't just because, I mean, it seems like things are kind of a shit show right now that they don't really. It's also because the Bills, <laughs> I mean, play, the Bills are playing tonight, so they don't want to put a line out in case anyone gets injured. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think they're just waiting on. Yeah. And just waiting, waiting to see how things kind of pan out too. Hoping, hoping that uh, there's no more COVID issues, which. I mean, like be. it's funny. I don't, I don't know about all you guys, but I'm in, I'm in three fantasy leagues right now. It's just funny to like read the group chats, like coming up with contingency plans, like in in leagues that put money on it because they're like, oh, what if the season doesn't end? Let me tell you, the season is going to play in full. The NFL will too much money behind have, it. 
they have too much money. Goodell is never going to allow things to happen that they're going to have to cause a cancellation or something. I, I'm even surprised it's gotten as bad as it has. But, I mean, you saw this with baseball, too, that baseball started, there was absolutely no issues. And then all of a sudden the Cardinals and the Marlins start they, – they get into a little hot water and then they start threatening with fines and they start clamping down a little bit and there's going to be no more issues. So I, I think the same thing is going to happen with the NFL – I think – I mean, they're already finding coaches and teams. Like, it was funny after, what, week two, that they had, like, four different coaches mask. that got fined, like, $100,000, and then the teams got fined $250,000. Like, that, that's going to put an end to things pretty quick in issues that are popping up. Like, I think, I think people were surprised that we were three weeks in and there weren't really any issues. And now in week four and five, you see things start popping up. NFL is going to start – sending out warnings and threats and people are going to realize their paychecks on the line and they're going to stop going to strip clubs and getting COVID. <laughs> I think also the NFL is interesting in the sense that they, they could just add, you know, one or two more weeks at the end of the season and just push everything back. They, I, they're, they're, I really thought just, it was weird. They didn't, they didn't do that from the start. And the NFL had I, yeah, more time than any other league between, between baseball, basketball, like baseball and uh, baseball and hockey kind of got caught in the middle of a season that it, it was difficult for them. They really had to like move quick to make decisions. The NFL had all the time in the world. And then, and they, uh, and they saw what happened with all the other leagues. I don't even know. Like they, but they had nothing prepared. Like before the season started, they had, they were like, they canceled the preseason and were like, well, we're going to need to come up with how we're going to handle this. It's like, what do you mean? You're going to have to come up with it. You had the last three months to come up with it. it. It, it's, it was interesting to see how it seemed like they were just like, oh, it's going to be taken care of by the time football season comes around. And it just wasn't. And they were caught with their pants down. And now it seems like they're doing exactly what baseball is doing. And because they don't have the bubble format like hockey and uh, basketball did that now they're going to be like, well, now we're going to find the you. And like, I, I'm sure they'll start threatening forfeits and stuff. Cause it's funny that like, I don't know how hard it would have been to just add a week 18 and put like a bye week in the middle of the season, like after week eight or week nine, and then just have those for any cancellations or uh, delayed games. It would have made so much more sense, but they just didn't prepare at all. And now you have to like keep an eye on the schedule to figure out who's even playing this week. It, but that's the NFL for you. But they're going to figure out a way. There's not going to be any end to early stoppage to the season. There's not going to – they're going to figure it out. There's, there's nothing to worry about. I'm not concerned at all. They'll push the playoffs back. They'll push the Super Bowl back if they have to, and they'll add weeks to finish games. That's what they'll do. Yeah. There's no way they're not finishing. Like zero yeah. chance, like you said. Agreed. There's way too much money, so, and these owners are way too greedy for it to not finish out. Yeah. So, Drew, do you want to do what we did uh, last time? And so I, I can start off and we'll go down. Uh, we'll each give, like, our favorite, or do you want us to run down our whole card and give our reasons why, or do you want to go favorite and then underdog and then over? How would you like to do it? Let's do the first thing you said. Uh, we'll all do favorites, then we'll all do dogs, then we'll all do over. Okay. Yeah. All right. So – my favorite this week is the Panthers. Um, let me see. Yeah, they are playing the Bears. They are two and a half point favorites. Um, the Panthers have been playing awesome. Um, I'm a little biased because uh, the offensive coordinator for the Panthers is my boy. Uh, he's dating one of my best friends. Uh, I'm actually flying down 
to stay at their house in uh, a couple weeks, uh, Joe Brady um, and my friend Lauren Bateman. Um, and I'm going to be going to the Panthers-Falcons game. Um, but the Panthers have been playing awesome. Teddy Bridgewater, people keep sleeping on him. But, I mean, it's time to maybe say he's not just that perennial backup that he looked really good last year with the Saints when he filled in for Breeze, and now he's been playing really good the last couple weeks. So they're only two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Bears. I think if they win, they can certainly win by a field goal or more. And the Bears are horribly inconsistent. So I picked the Panthers this week. Uh, Drew? Uh, I picked the Ravens over the Eagles because uh screw you yeah i have no faith in the eagles and on top of that too sorry sorry to uh to tell you this trip uh i did a um a bet here in montana that uh pittsburgh was gonna beat the eagles by more than seven and i won some money on it sorry bro (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah my favorite is ravens over eagles uh how about you chris yeah same thing um you know that I feel like the Ravens, and I, this is not just because it's my favorite team, but they, they just have the full package right now. The offense is clicking now. I mean, we saw a couple last week against the uh, the Chiefs, how they were kind of slumping, and when they make um, when they make uh, Lamar throw a little bit, he gets uncomfortable uh, if they stack the box on him where he can't run. But I just don't see a struggling Carson Wentz going up against that dominant defense. So, maybe- Chris, let me ask you a question. Okay. When they lost to the Chiefs, I, and I, I, I don't mind the Ravens. I like Lamar Jackson. But did you hear him come out and say the Chiefs are our kryptonite? That comment annoyed me so much. Like, because, like, you're not – the Chiefs aren't your kryptonite. Like, the Chiefs are everyone's kryptonite. Like, you're not Superman. Like, the Chiefs should be the ones to say someone is their kryptonite. Like, the Chiefs – the Ravens are not at the top. Like, they can't have kryptonite. They just can't beat the best team in the league. I thought that was a stupid comment, and I just wanted to voice that. Well, I just – I love the memes that came about for, of it, and it was uh, on the lines of something like, can someone tell the Ravens it's not the playoffs yet? <laughs> in, the, in the fashion in which they lost, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Justin, how about your favorite? I like the Ravens because uh, the Ravens beat bad teams, but – you both picked them. So I'm going to pick the Steelers over the Browns, uh, three-and-a-half-point favorite. They're at home, so essentially they're getting a half point for being at home. I think the Browns are okay. I think the Steelers' run defense is really good, which is going to stop the, Ra- stop the Browns' best point of their offense. So I'm going to take the Steelers. And then how about you, Jordan? What's your favorite? I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Uh, like Justin said earlier, anyone playing the Jets is usually a good pick. Uh, Fitzy's slinging it around down there. He's been looking pretty good. I know he's pretty inconsistent at times, but I don't think uh, I don't think the Jets are going to give them too many fits on defense. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Dolphins minus eight. Jordan is Joe Flacco an elite quarterback? Absolutely. Yes, I'll answer it for him. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Flacco is the most jet, Jetsy player that's never been on the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Except for he looks now. so at, uh, he looks so at home he looks so at home being on the Jets. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, he looks a whole lot better than he did on the Broncos. I mean, but anyway. Um all right. So moving on to underdogs. Um my pick, I'm I'm gonna kinda put an asterisk on it. I'm gonna stick with it, but I'm gonna pick the Falcons. They're three and a half point underdogs to the Vikings. Any better knows the Falcons are the most frustrating team to bet on. Uh, 
they're, I mean, they, they constantly underperform. But so my asterisk comes with the sense of if Dan Quinn is fired like he's supposed to, has anyone he's heard? He's, of, yeah, he's gone. He was fired on yeah. Sunday. On Sunday, they said to expect him to be fired on Monday or no, Tuesday. No, he's fired. I no, still. Running okay. closer to the coach I mean, now. I was going to say, I, I kept hearing it was like, it, it was confirmed, but not official. So as long as he's fired, I'm picking the Falcons because maybe it's just a weight off their shoulder that, I mean, outside of Adam Gase, Dan Quinn has to be the worst coach in the league. And so you saw it with the Texans this week. You get rid of a bum like Bill O'Brien, you start to play a little bit better. Maybe, maybe you get rid of a bum like Dan Quinn and, they actually start playing a little bit better. And I think the Vikings – I think the Vikings suck. Um, they can run the ball sometimes, but I think people are still stuck two years ago and think the Vikings are some powerhouse. I think the Vikings and Falcons both stink. So, three and a half points. I, I think if the Vikings win, they'll keep it to a field goal. But I don't feel confident about it, but I'm hoping that the Falcons rally around getting rid of the probably the second-worst coach. Uh, what about you, Drew? They fired Quinn and they fired their head, their, uh, their GM yeah. as well. They fired both of them. Yeah. yeah the GM Sorry. And, uh, and, um, and head coach I heard as well. Uh, my underdog is Bears are going to beat the Panthers. Um, I just think with uh, Nick Poles, they've been playing. I don't know. The Bears are – they're – Drew, you told me that was your over. You were going, you were going Falcons too. What's that? You told me the Bears was your over. You told me you were going Falcons. In my picks. Yep. No, I got dog, dog Bears. Okay. All right. I got, you, bro. <laughs> um, I got Bears beating Panthers just because of um, they're nothing special. I just it's just one of those gut feeling picks. So that's my reasoning, which makes no sense, but I'm going with it. Uh, how about you, Chris? Uh, just insert everything uh, Tripp said about the Falcons uh, as my pick because I'm going with the Falcons. I think uh, under Dan or, or Quinn's you know regime, I think he was. I saw a report that he was 42 and 43. I think that team is much better than that. And I, I know you on them, uh, Trip, but they did just have too many offensive weapons. And now I feel like they're just going to be unleashed and they're just going to go out and have fun and and their raw talent will come out. So I'm going uh, Falcons. Oh, that's what I did. I switched. I switched the two of you. Uh, All right. What about you, Justin? I'm gonna take the Bengals. <laughs> Joey covers, even though he didn't cover against the Ravens. I think eight points is too much of a of a spread against uh, the Colts, who can't really score that much. Um, I don't think Phil Rivers really runs it away, runs away with it. So I think Bengals keep it close, and they beat that spread. I'm switching. I'm taking. I'm taking that. I like it. I convinced, convinced you? me. Yep. Joey covers. Yep. I love him. I love Burrow. <laughs> Go ahead, George. I do too. I like Burrow too. <laughs> so I'm agreeing with Drew. I'm going with the Bears. Uh, the Panthers have beaten some mediocre teams. I don't think they're really as as great as they're getting hyped up to be right now. Um, I'm going to take the Bears and points there. All right. So next for the over. Um, I'm going to take Steelers Browns at 51. Um, I've doubted the Browns in my outside of this podcast and just my personal betting. I've been betting against the Browns all the time, except for 
uh, because they won me a lot of money uh, in, in the in the Bengals game because I took the Bengals, um, and I've been betting against them ever since. But they've they've stepped it up, and Baker finally looks like the quarterback he was promised to be. Odell has actually woken up a little bit. Um, it's good to see. I, I thought Landry when he got hurt uh, in that last game, I thought he was gonna he was gonna be seriously hurt, but he came back in a couple plays later, which is which is very good for them because they need him. Um, and the Steelers' offense, I mean, people people can crap on the Eagles all they want. Their offense, I mean, when Travis Fulgham is your number one receiver, they're obviously not a very good team, and I can I can appreciate that. But um, their defense is still good, and the Steelers Steelers are slowly moving the ball better and better every week. James Conner is actually looking like he did a couple two years ago. Um, their wide, I mean, the Steelers are the best team in the league at drafting wide receivers, and not even like early round wide there's receivers. No one, they just there's get, no one close. I, there, I mean, there's no one close. I mean, Chase Claypool, I mean, people knew about him coming out of co- – what, he was Notre Dame, right? Yeah. yeah. Someone confirmed that, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, people knew about him, but, I mean, I don't think anyone expected him to be putting up four touchdowns. And, I mean, I guess when Nate Gary's covering you when you already have three, you deserve a fourth. But – um, they're moving the ball, and I think 51 is a very coverable number. Uh, it's one of the higher higher totals for the week, but I think both their offenses look as good as they have in a while, so um, that's my pick. Drew? I got Ravens and Eagles going over just because I think the Ravens go up a couple touchdowns early, obviously, but um, I think Carson Wentz, as the game goes on, I think he's going to – He's going to play catch-up the whole time. They're going to, I think the Eagles obviously still lose, but it's going to be – it's not going to be like a, a shootout, but it, I think it'll get to a point where it goes over the over. So, that's why I'm picking that. How about you, Chris? I'm going um, Panthers-Bears in hopes that um, Nick Foles – I know the sample size that we've had of him uh, of him this, this season has been kind of hit and miss. So, I'm hoping he, he, he shines a little bit and – I feel like the Panthers have been able to score at will, and and uh, and I actually think I read this morning that McCaff- there's a good chance McCaffrey may came, come back, a motivated McCaffrey to get his starting, which he will get. But Mike Davis has just been playing awesome. So, uh, when was the last time McCaffrey's can, has been excited about a Panthers offense? Too. Seriously. I mean, he's been on bad teams the last two years. I mean, he's probably chomping at the bit to get back out there because, like I said earlier, they're they're cooking right now. So getting him back in the fold, I mean, is going to be awesome. So I think the 44, I think I think they'll well exceed that. So uh, Panthers, Bears. How about you, Justin? Justin? I like both those picks you guys made, but I feel like I like this, this Vikings-Falcons line, even though it's the largest line of the week. I just think both those offenses are really good, and I think both those defenses are really bad, which usually it's a sign that there's going to be a lot of points scored. And uh, so I'm going to go over 54.5 as the total. A lot of points. Jordan? I'm going with the low game of the week. I'm going to take the Giants and the Washington football team. They're only at 43, um, but both of those defenses are not very good. Um, I like Kyle Allen a lot, so if he can stay healthy and play this week, I think that gives uh, gives them a chance to put up some points. And then Daniel Jones, if they can get the ball moving with Slayton and, uh, and Ingram there, I think think they'll get on the board too, and we'll, we'll get over that 43 number. I hate him and Ingram. I don't know if we've talked about this on – uh, the podcast before, but I am so sick of hearing about 
Evan Ingram is just this athletic talent that is bound to break out, and then he gets injured every year, or he underperforms, and people make excuses for him. I realize he's good, but, I mean, I'm just so sick of hearing about him. He's, ugh, I can't stand him. But anyway, for the under, um, I am going with the actually against Jordan, Giants and Washington. I think before last week, the Giants had, like, three touchdowns on the year. Um, they got a couple – easy ones against the Cowboys defense who is awful. Uh, I think Washington's defensive line is just going to halt the Giants. I think Kyle Allen sucks. So whoever starts between Kyle Allen and uh, Alex Smith, I mean, Alex Smith was the feel-good story of the week, but I mean, at, at what point in Alex Smith playing can we call him bad again? Like you can't do it after week one because it's like, it's like inspirational and happy and it's like, oh, it's great to see him back. But also, he didn't move the ball at all. And I don't think Kyle Allen is – I mean, I, I, all three of the – I can't say Redskins anymore. Uh, Washington, I think they all suck. So, I think 43 is probably too many. To say both teams is going to score in the 20 seems like a long shot. So, uh, that's definitely my under. And I hope you lose, Jordan. What about you, Drew? <laughs> I agree with you. Real negative today. Special. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he's special. Um, my under is Brown Steelers. I think um, Steelers defense is going to help, obviously. Uh, I think they're real good. Um, Browns, I mean, they've been putting up points recently, but I just think this one's going to be a, a low-scoring game. What about you, Chris? There's, like, no analysis in this pick. I just really don't like watching either one of these teams. Uh, I'm going Jags and Lions at the 54 and a half. I think that's insane. I know uh, Minshew is kind of exciting, and I hate fat face Stafford with a passion. So I just, I just don't think that uh, they're going to hit that 54 and a half. Yeah, and that's my analysis. Hating fat face Stafford. <laughs> Justin, as a card carrying Jet fan, I'm going under because there's no way in hell the Jets give get more than 12 points. And I don't think the Dolphins make up for the other 35 points. So I'm going under 47 and a half for the Jets Dolphins. That's a good strategy. Just bet against the Jets line and under all of their games, you're probably going to make some money. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan? I got to agree with Chris. Um, the Jags are, you know, sometimes they get in a rut and they can't move the ball down the field and then the lines are real streaky. Um, I think, you know, to lose – uh, you need to hit 55 points. I don't think between those two teams that they're going to get there. So I think that's the safe pick for the under at 54 and a half. Can we take a, a, a quick poll? If, if your prospective favorite team, I don't know who everyone in here. Well, I, I know Chris is a Ravens fan and uh, Drew is a quasi Eagles fan. But if your team had Gardner Minshew and he was your franchise quarterback, would you feel good about him? Because yeah. I, I, he got so much hype last year, and like he, he's had a he's couple exciting a games. And, quarterback. Yeah, but so that's my question, though. Like, if he was your quarterback, and you're like, "This is our quarterback of the future," do you feel good about him, or do you think we need to look for another quarterback? We're looking, baby. I think I think they're actively looking for a new quarterback. Isn't that what? Isn't that why they traded everyone away so they could get as many picks as they possibly could and be as good as they could, so they could so they could tank for Trevor? I I mean good. I, I'm glad we're on the same. But what about Drew Jordan? Do you guys do you guys like Gardner? I think he's 
a perfect short-term solution QB. That Jordan, he's the new he's the new Fitzpatrick. I love him. I loved him in college. Um, I still like him now. I think he's going to stay there, um, and I think they'll be fine. Yeah. See, and I honestly think more people think like Jordan does than we do. Like, I, I think we are in the minority by thinking Gardner is a placeholder. Like, I think people are really high on him and really think that he's going to be like a guy. And I think he's. I, I'm trying to think of someone to compare him to, but like he's it, he's I, I think magic. I think a team I think a team can win in spite of him. Like I don't think he's gonna be someone that holds you back, but I don't think you're gonna credit a season to like his performance. And I think people got excited. Like the Uncle Rico commercials and little skits he did on like the football night in America and all that stuff. I think that made people like him and like his personality and stuff. But I mean I don't see him ever ever being a top 10 quarterback like I think he's perennial like 15 to 20 yeah and like that's the best you're gonna get from him I don't think he's top 10 but when your franchise quarterback if that's what you want to call it was Blake Bortles before and you give up a six-round pick to get to get Gardner Minshew I mean I don't I don't see the problem with rolling with him for three to four years and seeing what happens and at the end of the day you know if it doesn't work out you didn't spend a first round pick on him so yeah I don't think – I mean, he's 24. I think if you give him a couple of years, maybe give him another weapon or two on that offense, I think that, that he'll be okay. Does he really That's need – I mean, is that really the excuse we're making for him, though, another weapon? Like, they have really good wide receivers. Like, maybe really good is a bit of an overstatement. But between Chark and when Westbrook's healthy and, like, they have good Chanel wide receivers. Good too. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I feel like every every team needs that dependable tight end, which, I mean, I feel like only – 10 teams maybe have right now. Um, and, I mean, I like Robinson a lot. You know, he's lit it up for a rookie um, undrafted this year. But I think they need another complimentary back. And uh, I think they'll, they'll be all right. That division's not very good. So, like I said, I don't think it's going to hurt to keep Minshew for a couple years. Certainly. Did you, did you guys see the video of his dad sitting in the stadium all the way at the top of the stadium this weekend? <laughs> in Texas? <laughs> no. It's like you couldn't get your dad better seats. He was like all the way at the top of, of Enron Stadium, whatever that Texas stadium is called. Maybe they were fighting that day. <laughs> it's funny. All right, so now we'll, now we'll get into the primetime games. Um, and, again, we're not going to count the Chiefs game uh, this week just because we don't have lines for that right now. And uh, we'll, we'll see how the bills go. Um, but so for the Sunday night game, it's 49ers and Rams. Uh, the Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, the, the total is set at 51. Um, I, the Rams are – I think a lot of people are going to pick the Rams in this, uh, including myself, um, because the 49ers are just a mess right now. Um, and, I, I mean, they're, Garoppolo, you have to imagine he's going to start. You don't pay him the type of money that he got to start C.J. Beathard. <laughs> um, and Nick Mullins, I mean, people got high on him for, what, two weeks, and then he looked like the worst quarterback in the league against the Eagles. Um, and like I said before, the Eagles' defense is good, but, I mean, that pick six he threw, he pretty much stared right at him and threw it to his chest. I mean, their quarterbacks are a disaster, but you have to imagine Garoppolo is going to start, and they just benched him because they were, what, losing by 25 in a game that was out of hand already. So he's going to be back out there, but even so – 
I mean, it's got to be a Super Bowl loser hangover because they just look they look a mess right now. I know they've had some some injury issues, of course, like with Bosa and their running back situation, but uh, three and a half is still not enough. Um, and I think the Rams easily cover that. And uh, we didn't. We also didn't talk about what we're all drinking today. I'm drinking Jameson and ginger ale, and I need to go pour myself another one. So while I do that, Drew, what do you got? What? Uh, I got to work. So uh, sadly, I'm drinking a um, double shot Starbucks vanilla. Anybody else drinking? I'm just munching on some peanut butter M&M's. <laughs> I don't like admitting it, but I'm having a, a black cherry Bud Light seltzer. Is that your favorite? Is that your favorite seltzers, Bud Lights? No, I just they I found them in the bottom of the fridge, and it's all we got right now. So I'm stuck with it. That's Those fair. are right next to tampons in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> um, What's my, your favorite seltzer brand? I don't want to. I don't want to say. I mean, White Claw seems to be the jam. I mean, it's not. I. I. I think I'll drink anything except the Truly ones, as far as seltzers go. Truly just tastes like that, like a sweet and low, you know. All right. Yeah. So you tried a lot, is what you're saying? No, no. This is my first seltzer ever. Thank <laughs> you. Um, my Sunday night game. Uh, before I get into that, um, Justin, you came up with a great point with um. Gardner Minshew's the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. I agree 100%. Yeah, he's the Fitz you magic. So, he's going to um, be on like nine teams before he retires. And he's going <laughs> to be awesome on like six of them for like half a season. And then he'll get another contract with another team as a backup and he'll, he'll outperform and he'll, he'll do a bunch of stuff. He's I mean, he's going to be in the NFL for a long time. I think he's going to be I'm more sure like Fultz. <laughs> um, I, I got the Rams over the 49ers. I think uh, the same thing Tripp said, too. The 49ers look like a mess right now. And um, Rams are at least pretty consistent, so I got Rams. Uh, let's also try and speed up these last two because I got about, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> all right, I, mean, I think we're all in agreement, right? Rams I got that Rams. I mean, how can you, how can you go against the, uh, the Rams right now, especially with the yeah. Yep, I'm with Rams. I think we all agree on the Rams. All right. Oh, cool. Um, then the Monday night game is probably a little bit more interesting because it'll be uh, interesting to see if anyone believes in Andy Dalton. Um, and the, the Cardinals rifle. were like <laughs> the the super ginger, the red rocket, whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah. Uh, and the Cardinals were like everyone's preseason darling that it was like their the dark horse pick that like became not a dark horse because everyone was picking them to do good. Um but I'm taking the Cardinals minus two and a half. I, the Cowboys just aren't very good. I mean, people got so excited about the, their wide receivers that they forgot the rest of their team is pretty mediocre. So I don't think Andy Dalton is going to be able to take them to the point that they make <laughs> that he makes those wide receivers look very good. Uh, so I think the Cardinals should win by at least a field goal. Drew? Yeah, I got Cardinals. Um, obviously, the Cowboys got worse that going out. Um, I think their offense is still going to be good with Andy Dalton. I still think they're going to put up points, but um, they're they're not a good team. So I got the Cardinals. How about you, Chris? I, I I'm going Cowboys, and I think um, the last 48 hours or so, you know, the Cowboys organization has been saying all the right things. Like Dax, Dax, our guy. You know, regardless of what they're saying, he still he was still playing under a um, a franchise tag, and I think. His future is unknown, and I think that's actually going to motivate the Red Rocket, man. I, I've actually been a low-key Andy Dalton fan for a long time. 
I think he's very talented. I think they're going to they're going to give it to Zeke and then he's going to take and he's got an arm. He's going to take his shots down the field. So I think and I actually believe it or not, I don't know if you knew this trip, but I grew up a Cowboys fan my, um ever since um Rod, my my family's all Navy family in the Roger Staubach era. Disgusting. Know. I know. I don't like it. When we actually, I grew Let me up guess, you're, Steve, you're uh, a big TCU fan, too. That's why you love the Red Rocket. So gr- growing up overseas and, like, you know, a, a Naval Academy guy, that was pretty exciting. And when we finally moved to Maryland, I I, I changed allegiance when I was, like, nine to the Baltimore. But I, I believe in, in the Red Rocket, and I think, uh, I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong. So I'm going Cowboys. Justin? I kind of agree with Chris. I think there's going to be a little bit of a – I don't know if you guys follow Bill Simmons, but like Patrick Ewing theory where everyone's going to rally around Andy Dalton. I think they're going to give the ball to Zeke a bunch. And I think they're going to keep the game close. And I think Andy Dalton wins it for him at the end. Gross. I mean, they are the first place NFC East team. Yeah, that says a lot. First place. Two and three. First place. Jordan? Yeah, I got to agree with with Chris and Justin here. Um, (laughs) I think, you know, the Cowboys. (laughs) What is going on? Um, I think they're going to give the ball to Zeke often. They're going to keep it on the ground, keep the clock running. It's going to be low scoring. Um, and I think that if, if Andy Dalton needs to get it done, he's got the receivers there to do it. So I'm going with the Cowboys in this one. Nice. Um, real quick, too. Matt, uh, my twin brother, obviously he couldn't make it on t- uh, tonight. But um, he, his picks were the favorites, Ravens, underdog, Falcons, over, Ravens, Eagles, under, Lions, Jags, Sunday, Rams, Monday, Cardinals. Uh, he wanted us to share those picks. Um, before we uh, hang up here, I think we're going to skip MMA just because I'm running out of time, and the card this weekend is actually pretty terrible. So we'll just skip it for this podcast. But, Zombie's uh, going to do it for Jay Park. What's that? I'll have to say. Zombie will win it for Jay Park. <laughs> this is for Jay Park. Justin did a lot of research, and he was all about the um, uh, Brian Ortega slapping. Uh, <laughs> slapping I'm, all for Jay, I'm all for redemption for Jay Park. I didn't even know who he was until yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> who? But, yeah, um, yeah, the only fight worth mentioning is uh, the, the main fight, Korean Zombie and Ortega. I actually got Korean Zombie just because. And he's gone. Yeah, there he goes. Hey, we're going to put money on our picks this week? $5 like the, the week before or a couple weeks ago? Yeah, J- Justin $5. Jordan, you guys that. cool for that? Yeah, I'm good with that. Well, you know, Who do you guys have in the MMA? On anything, so definitely down. Who do you guys have in the MMA fight? Uh, T-City, baby. Oh, really? He's a pretty big underdog. He's like two uh, – what is he? He's minus 150. Or I, have, in, uh, I haven't looked yet. I'm not sure. I, I, I got to see where the line moves, but – yeah, I, I like Ortega a lot, especially coming off a loss. I think he's going to focus in. And, uh, Korean Zombie's no joke, though. I think people sleep on him just because he doesn't fight enough, and he took that super long layoff to be on the military. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a really good fight. But, the rest, like Drew said, the rest of the card is atrocious. But that'll he's, be a He's taking fight. a huge I'm, break now, right? He's been off for, like, over a year, right? Yeah. Ortega? Yep. All right, well, since Drew's gone, uh, does anyone have any... Oh, there he is. I was just going to say, does anyone have any closing thoughts outside of uh, MMA? Any, anything to add? Go Bills. <laughs> yeah, go Bills. Josh yeah, Allen. Bills, 
Yeah, oh, I told yeah. you my hotspot does that to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy that you what all sound when you're in Montana. <laughs> your uh, your audio all sounds amazing now. For the last minute. Now nah, we've been great the whole time. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> Yeah, before we go, though, uh, thank you all for – we switched this um, – the time for this probably like 20 times within the past two days. So, it was awesome how flexible everybody was. I really appreciate you guys. And Jordan and Justin in particular, too. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. Awesome talking to you. Trip and Chris, always talk, great talking to you, too. You guys all know that. And um, let's try and make this a weekly thing. Obviously, we can't all be on uh, each week, but uh, we'll try our best, too. Perfect. Uh, Sounds good. Internet unstable. So with that, um, love you guys, and I will talk to you guys soon. All right. See you guys. See you, man.